When you are excited, people will get excited with you. When you are passionate, people will get passionate with you. When you are overwhelmed, stressed, and hard to be around, are you surprised that people aren't buying from you as much? Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. If you were to ask me how I feel about the rest of the year, I would probably tell you something about wanting to just pack it up and see you guys in January. (laughs) but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to just walk away necessarily. However, I did want to talk about slowing down on purpose. I asked in my co-op community what you guys wanted to hear more about, what you were struggling with, what are some of the mindset challenges that came up. And more than one of you have talked about feeling like you're always in a rush and that you're always somehow behind. And the somehow feeling behind just feels like something we really need to tackle together and we really need to get a handle on because why have you decided that everything has to have so much urgency? And what would it look like if you didn't put a timeline on so much of what you're doing and how much additional space and excitement and desire would that give you creatively? And how much fuel would that give to your life if you allowed yourself to just not worry so much about getting somewhere? So let's talk about it. I think the first thing you need to know about why I would love to just absolutely do nothing for the next six to 12 weeks (laughs) is that I grew up on a Christmas tree farm. Yeah. I don't think I talk about this very often. It wasn't my parents' farm. It was my grandparents' farm. So you need to take yourself back to the early 90s before artificial Christmas trees were like the only or main thing that people were doing here in the United States. And 
having a live Christmas tree, especially one that you like went with your family and picked out together and like put up in your home, like it was a big deal. And growing up on a Christmas tree farm meant that this time of year is like the most magical moments of my childhood and ones that I treasure so, so much. Like I can still smell the evergreens. Like they were everywhere. There were hundreds of trees around my grandparents' property. And I could tell how much work it was to maintain something like this. But seeing the joy on my grandmother's face as these families came in, ah, it's unlike anything else, truly. Like everyone knew her. Her name was Princey. And (laughs) in fact, it was funny. My sister the other day, she said she was in a meeting downtown Kansas City and someone mentioned something about picking out a Christmas tree and brought up this little Christmas tree farm. And my sister's like, Pine Hill Farm? And this one's like, oh my gosh, Princey, da 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 And she's like, that's my grandma. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times in Kansas City I've run into people who have such fond memories of my grandparents. It's really special to me that so many people care about my family, whether they realized it was even my family because it brought so much joy to their family. And because of that, like there's so much about this season that I have adopted from the way my grandmother showed up. She really wanted to make everybody's experience so magical. You know, she would always have this giant bowl of peppermints, like giving out peppermints was her thing. And if you came on a really special day, She was also likely to give you Christmas cookies and hot cocoa. And these weren't necessarily things she was charging for. They were just like willy-nilly passing these things out to hundreds of people that would come on a weekend. And I was a small, impressionable child. So I was running around the yard and climbing trees and laughing and playing. But some of my fondest memories of this time of my life were laying under the Christmas tree. So every year, my grandmother would pick out one of the biggest trees on the property. Whatever the biggest thing that would fit inside the house was, that was the tree they were going to cut down and put inside the house. And so it was a live, humongous Christmas tree. Now, I get that I also was a child, so I'm sure that just added to the grandioseness that I have in my brain. But they had like 20-foot ceilings, so I'm pretty sure this was a massive tree. I don't think I'm making that up. And she would string it with lights. And this tree in particular, she would clip all of these red cardinals to it. And she had these like red beads. And it was very like traditional Christmas. And my favorite thing to do was crawl under the tree and lay down and look straight up through all of the branches and seeing the birds and the twinkling lights and the smell of the evergreen. And my grandfather would be playing Christmas music on the grand piano. And sometimes my uncle was playing saxophone in my 
aunt was playing flute and my dad was singing and like, oh, the memories that are ingrained in my brain. It's so beautiful. And I think that like childhood wonder, the childhood magic of this season just is such a good reminder for this time of year. As a kid, we would slow down, like school would become more fun and less about getting anything accomplished and more about just enjoying the season. And I'm not sure why in business we decide that we have to make everything like a fire that must be put out or something that we're racing towards. Like what would be the equivalent of that childhood wonder, that childhood magic for you? What's that like super fond memory that you just continue to hold on to and you wish you could recreate? Like, I wonder what it would look like if you try to add moments like that on purpose into how you live your life now as an adult. And I think it's really easy to think that if we slow down, that somehow it will negatively impact the business that we have built. But historically speaking, even if you were to slow down, Q4 for most businesses is the most financially lucrative time of the year anyway. I think there are ways for you to take less client work, but pre-book for January. I think there are ways for you to bundle some digital products together and sell them collectively. I think there's ways for you to present your knowledge in new ways and exciting ways and things that just feel fun. Because when you are excited, people will get excited with you. When you are passionate, people will get passionate with you. When you are overwhelmed, stressed, and hard to be around, are you surprised that people aren't buying from you as much? Like genuinely. What would happen if you had fresh perspective? If you had a fresh start? If you felt good? You felt rested? I just think it is such a huge opportunity and one that when you get stressed is one that is so easy to miss. Like just yesterday, I was having a hard, bad day. Not that there was like anything wrong in my business. In fact, I've had a lot of very positive experiences lately. Amazing people who want to collaborate, really great opportunities, clients who want to renew, all of these great things. And I still had a really bad day. And I texted my sister and I said, it feels impossible to do my job right now. And she just reminded me, she's like, what would happen if you just took the day? And like, I know because I literally was just there yesterday. I know that so often you forget to hold yourself to those standards when you're in the middle of it. Because when you're in the middle of it, you're panicked and freaked out and stressed out and you want to just make it all work and all the things. And even if the stress is completely unrelated to your business, you can feel this like constant sense of like, doom and gloom and stress and anxiety and just swirl in it. But like, let me be a reminder that like, for what? 
why are you putting so much pressure on yourself? You're not going to perform the way you would if you gave yourself some rest and you could try to trudge through something and spend 10, 20, 30 hours on it, or you could take a break for 10 of those hours, 12 of those hours, come back tomorrow and probably knock it out real quick. Like, I just think it's so wild to me that so many of us have built businesses with the whole goal of adding more flexibility and adding more freedom. And then we create all this rigidity around how we have to show up. And I know I'm guilty myself. Like I totally know that I am still part of this problem. Me doing this episode is to remind myself that I can do this too. Because I am right there with you. I may want to walk away for the next six to 12 weeks and I'm still committed to showing up. But like, how can I still strike a balance and acknowledge that my body wants to rest? Acknowledge that I'd much rather put up my Christmas decorations than be at work today. Does that mean I'm going to get off four hours early? Probably. Probably. I want you to feel empowered and excited and refreshed. And so many of you have continued to put a time clock on things. And specifically what spurred this episode is I asked, like I said, in the community about what you guys wanted to see. And someone specifically said, I have a bit of jealousy when I see people in business far less time than me doing far better. I just think we need some perspective. First of all, why do we feel like it's far better? Do you have a perception that they're making more money than you? that they're getting more opportunities, that they have more visibility, that they're getting better partnerships. Like what about their experience do you want or envy? I think we have to acknowledge what we want or what we're envying because it's really easy to just like swirl in the resentment and that's not helpful. That's not going to get you anywhere. But I think if we're feeling any sort of jealousy or any sort of envy or any sort of longing or desire, or even frustration that they've like somehow leaped frog past us. We need to see why, like what about their experience do we want? And then what about that experience? Can we just allow ourselves to have now that we've maybe been resistant to like, are they having slow mornings and you put yourself rigidly at your desk at 8am? What would happen if you had coffee and slowed down in the morning? Would it actually change how much you get accomplished? Like a lot of times the things we are jealous of are not actually financial. A lot of times the things we are jealous of are experiences or the way in which someone is showing up, the way they're living their life. Now, for sure, sometimes you're like, they're traveling and they're abroad and they're, they got this new car, this new house or whatever. And I get that those things cost money, but there are nuggets of those things that you can recreate without any dollars. And I think a lot of it comes down to you've decided that you can't have X until you get to Y, but why can't you have it now? Like, why can't you live like that person? I think one of the things that helped me back in the day is I really, really wanted to train for 
a 5k for my 30th birthday which now is just honestly funny because i'm i'm not a runner I never really have been. I did run cross country for a year in high school. I got literally last place in regionals. And I was like, never again. And then here I am at 30. And I'm like, I'm going to train for a race and do the thing. I just wanted a challenge. Okay. That's what it really came down to. I wanted a challenge. And I wanted to be able to say I did something and accomplished something. But I had to reframe that experience. Because if I continue to tell myself, I'm not a runner. I can't do this. You have proof that you've been bad at this before. Do you think I would have ever run that race? Probably not. But I told myself, how would a runner show up? What would she do? What would she look like? How would she act? I ate better food. I took better care of myself. I like actually replaced my shoes when I was supposed to. I got an app that helped me progressively train instead of trying to just like run my heart out and like fail immediately and then stop. Like you have to work up to what you want, but it doesn't mean you can't start acting like the person who knows how to get there. I think those same things apply in business. Like if you want a certain thing, It's not that you can always get there right now, but you can start acting like the person who will get there or is there. And then those things start happening. Like I guarantee you the house I live in now would not have happened if I hadn't spent years of my life saying to myself, like, where I live is important to me. I will surround myself with an environment I can thrive in. And until I could afford this house, I made the house I had in, had the one that filled me up, that gave me joy. And like I made different decisions when I had that first house for sure. But there was still moments of Allowing myself to have that beauty and that space and that inspiration that would give me the room so that I could build the business that would provide the finances necessary for me to have that next house. But this house did not look like it does now when we bought it. The outside was beautiful. Beautiful brick facade, amazing yard, pool, the whole nine. The inside was so dated gold carpet, red tile. Like luckily this house did not have nearly as much wallpaper as the last house, but it needed so much work. Every light fixture, every outlet, every wall, every floor, like it all needed work. And I could have thought, oh, it's not what I want. So I'm not going to say yes to this opportunity. Instead, I said, oh my gosh, I see the potential in this place and I know I can make it into the environment I will thrive in. And yes, it will take time. And yes, it will take money, but I can get it there. I didn't even live on in my primary bedroom for three months when we first moved in. We lived in the basement while the upstairs was under construction. I finally got to sleep in my bedroom 
Christmas Eve 2020 and the bed broke. I don't think I ever told you guys this story, but I really wanted it to look and feel a certain way. And the only bed frame we had was like this Ikea bed frame that my spouse had gotten when he was a bachelor in Baltimore. And so like, it was not at all what I would have picked out, but it had been taken apart and put together so many times that like it did not want to go back together (laughs) in this new house. And so my sister had a guest bed frame that she had taken out because when she had Elliot, it needed to turn into a nursery. And so she's like, here, you can have this night one in our new bedroom. We set up the mattress and we broke the bed. Like it, (laughs) like it lit like Christmas Eve we came crashing down on the floor and I could have let moments like that. A really embarrass. I did embarrass me. I will be honest. Or I could be like, whatever, like we'll make it work. We'll keep going. Like my house didn't look like this. I didn't buy my first like adult, but I didn't buy my first mattress in my lifetime. Like everyone else, it was either free or someone else paid for it and gave it to me. Like my boyfriend at the time now spouse his parents bought me my mattress in college because I couldn't afford one so I bought my first adult bed when I was 32 want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business I've kept these details to myself for far too long I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it's set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I just think so often we give ourselves this like crazy perspective. We look at other people and we're like, oh my God, they have it all together. Do I have it together? I bought my first bed at 32. The bed I had before that, I literally broke getting into it. Like, I think we have jaded perspectives of what other people's lived experience is. And I think that's part of what I want you to get out of this is that like, you don't actually know what other people are going through or what happened to lead up to this point. You can be like, oh my gosh, how are they so much further, so much faster? Well, do they have like a decade of experience in this industry or in a different way? And then they like shut that thing down or left something else to build this thing. And then it took off really quickly. Like, I think so often we don't know the whole story. Like I was talking to someone yesterday and I was like, honestly, still a little confused because she has a successful PR company. And I was like, how is this so successful? Like, it's wild to me. Like, I just feel like she kind of came out of nowhere, which is fine. Like, I don't know her that well. Like, I don't know her background. And then I was like, oh, she had an entirely different agency with a partner for eight years and it grew to this thing. And so while this other thing's new, she like took those lived experiences with her to build the next. And I want you to get some perspective. A, how long has it really taken you to get to where you want to go? Like, why are you so worried that you get to the next thing next week or next month or, or next year? If you were to instead look five years back, 10 years back, how much different is your life? How much further along are you than you give yourself credit for? And are the people you're jealous of people you're actually jealous of? Or are you just unwilling to give yourself permission to have those things now or to live that way now? And if you decided instead of like, I have to get to this next place, If instead you said, what would it mean to just be and live and (laughs) know that, yes, I want this thing and it will come to me when it makes sense. 
and when the timing is right. And it's also okay if like those dreams change or go away. Like for years, years and years and years, my spouse and I thought we would open a wedding venue. Have you ever heard me talk about that on the show? Probably not because it was something we wanted for years and years and years. And then the more we learned about the wedding industry, decided it was no longer our dream. And something no longer being your dream is also okay. Like you don't have to say you want something and then only ever work towards that thing. You can have a dream and decide to put it down. You can have a goal and say, meh, I don't actually care about that that much. Allowing myself to not have such a timeline on everything has given me so much more peace. Could I hustle and grind and get there and like buy my way to the next level and all of the things? Yeah, for sure. But like at what expense? What am I giving up to make that my lived reality? Way more than you realize. I would venture to guess that a lot of those people that you envy in some way, if they saw your life, the roles would be reversed because maybe they're working nights and weekends and they're not respecting their boundaries and they're ignoring their kids and they're not spending time with their partner and they're not having any of the downtime and you're over here picking your kids up from school at 2 p.m. or 3. I don't actually know when kids get out of school. I think it's different all over the country. Besides the point, they see you like showing up as a mom in a way that they envy or a spouse in the way that they envy. Sure, they may have this career success, but do they have these other dynamic relationships? The grass is not always greener. And a lot of the times they actually do have the same problems. You're just not seeing them because they're not sharing that aspect of their lives. Most people are actually very guarded and they only share like a very small sliver of what's happening. I would like to think I've shared a little bit more than the average bear on the wide variety of things happening in my life. If you've been following along for any length of time, you've probably seen my dogs, us grieving through the loss of my grandmother, my favorite new recipes, me decorating and renovating my home, things about my marriage, and running a business, and like a thousand and one other things. But a lot of the times, some of these other people you're looking at, like you're literally only seeing their work. You're not seeing the life that surrounds all of that. And I just think it gives you a really minuscule perspective as to what's actually going on or the stress that they're experiencing. And it's not to say that they have to share more or they're lying by not sharing more. I think a lot of people do it for professional reasons. Like they want to keep their business only about business. They're not adding their personality or adding their personal brand or their personal life into their business very much on purpose. And I think you should respect that some people want to have those boundaries. 
And we don't need to judge that. It's not our place and it's not helpful. I want you to know though that like I am not immune to this. I still want to rush through life and accomplishments. I still think about getting to the next thing, the next goal, the next whatever. And I try to remind myself it's okay to slow down. It's okay to put up the Christmas tree. It's okay to spend time with my spouse. It's okay to watch junk TV. It's okay to sleep in. Like I have to remind myself too. I am not perfect at this. I don't have it all figured out. And I still absolutely get jealous. I just saw a picture yesterday of a room full of people in this industry. It was a mastermind of sorts. And I won't say too much about it because that's not the point. But I found myself being like, like, why am I not there? Like, I know so many of these people. Why was I not invited? Why was I not there? And then I was like, why was I not invited? I can tell you a thousand reasons why I was not invited. I am, I've got a lot going on. And do I actually want to be there? When this was happening, I was struggling because I was grieving over the past and some things that had come up from my past that just like really blew me over. And I, I don't think I could have been in that room even if I wanted to be. I spent half the day crying on the couch. And so it just felt like a, the last blow, you know, but like it didn't actually matter. I think I ha- to acknowledge what I missed, it, I wasn't jealous that they were all together. I was jealous that they had connection. I'm like, okay, I have control over that. Who have I not connected with in a while? Who do I want to talk to? Who do I want to develop better relationships with? Like, I don't have to be in this special room to like have that experience. And so being able to have the maturity to kind of like pick it apart and like really acknowledge what about the thing is making you feel the way you're feeling, I think gives you pause. And then knowing like half the time, you could be there next time. You could be with them next time. You could be experiencing that too if you include yourself. Like, have you said hello to this person? Do you actually want a relationship with them? Now, I do think there is a boundary that must be drawn, though. If someone you see on the internet is constantly giving you stress, because when you see them, you are so triggered about your own experience, then it is probably a healthy decision to unfollow them or mute their stories or mute their posts. You don't need to walk around feeling triggered all the time. That's not going to help you get anywhere. I want you to be inspired. I want you to slow down and rest so you can feel creative again. I want you to add in those magical moments, those childhood experiences, the childlike wonder, like all of these things, while they can feel different and separate, like I don't think they really are that far apart. I think urgency and jealousy often go hand in hand. And it's not that rest and creativity is the opposite. In fact, I would argue that rest and creativity allow you to create the space to often get places so much faster than you anticipated 
but because you removed the requirement, it's just more flowy. It's just easier. We are coming up on a lot of triggers. I want to acknowledge that the holidays, while they can be filled with beautiful moments, they can also bring up a lot, whether it's family dynamics or a loved one that's no longer here or just the fact that it's cold and dark outside. Maybe you have some seasonal depression things that pop up. Or maybe you have a health condition that's triggered by cold or weather changes. Like there are things that will come up in this season. And I want you to acknowledge that it is okay to walk away. It is okay to rest. It is okay to slow down. There was a study done on some trees. I wish I remembered the exact thing that they did, but ultimately they injected some hormones, tree hormones. I didn't, I didn't even really know that was a thing, but nonetheless, trees go through cycles, right? They, at least some trees, we can talk about deciduous versus, I can't remember what the other one's called. It doesn't matter. Not the point of the story. The point of the story, they injected this tree, several trees rather, to have it skip its hibernation state so that it would keep its leaves all year long. So they would stay green and they wouldn't drop and fall. And they watched these trees over a period of several years. And these trees died decades sooner than they were supposed to. And I just think we need to remind ourselves that like that slowing down, that intentional pause gives us the life and the space to come back and be beautiful and bright all over again. Like nature is literally showing us what we need to do. So you need to lean into it. Lean into what it is telling you and what it is explaining to you. Allow yourself the space. Give yourself the moments of peace and prosperity and creativity and allow yourself to dream again. Like, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do any of this, but be more purposeful in the slowness. If you're looking for community, if you're looking for a place that we will encourage you to slow down, to seek that pause, to be yourself, to rest, to rejuvenate, to remove that urgency. If you're looking for a place where someone will push you to slow down, then I want to invite you to the co-op. I designed this community to provide you tools that are going to save you time, that are going to make you more money. And I'm doing it all with the lens that you are enough and you will get to where you want to go in the timing that makes sense. And you can let go of dreams and you can pursue new things. And I want to create a space in which you can be fully yourself, not just like this on all the time version. You can have moments where you don't know what's next. Moments you're still trying to figure it out. Moments you're frustrated. You can be all of those things. So if you're interested in being part of that, first of all, it's only $47 a month, which is 
insane. It's not going to stay this price for long because we're making so many adjustments to what's included in this community, but it is more than I could possibly describe in a minute on this podcast episode. So I just need you to trust me. Go to creativetemplateshop.com slash join. Be a part of this. Be a part of a community that's going to support you through life's up and downs. It's going to encourage you to pause and appreciate those magical moments and a space in which you can be fully yourself. I look forward to seeing you inside. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.